I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. Welcome back. I know it has been a few weeks since our last episode. Um, It didn't really feel right to me to release anything last week, um, for obvious reasons. (laughs) So here we are. I'm very happy that we're back. I hope you all have been taking care of your mental health and... um, before we get into things, I just want to let you know if you go to uh, my Instagram, there is a link uh, for ways that you can help Ukrainians right now. If you are able to make monetary donations, that is fantastic. If you can't, just share the links, get them out there, and um, glory to Ukraine. This week on the show, we have the fantabulous William Stanford Davis. You may remember him from Ray Donovan or If Loving You Is Wrong. He's also on the Apple TV series Swagger, and he currently plays Mr. Johnson on Abbott Elementary, everyone's favorite television show right now. I know that I can't get enough of it. Um, So it's great having William, or Stan, as he goes by, on the show today. And uh, before we get into that conversation, here's a quick ad. Hello, my name is Jamie. My name is Ryan. And we have a podcast called Stories, the True and the Fictional. We talk about stories in the movies, stories in books, stories from history, and stories from Crazy Joe down the street. 
But we also talk to the storytellers, the authors, the filmmakers, everyday folk with a story to tell. If this sounds like your kind of thing, then check out Stories the True and the Fictional on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And welcome to the show, Mr. William Stanford Davis. It's so good to be here with you, Jillian. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, man. For the listeners, we have had the most difficult technical difficulties in the world, but we have made it and we're here and we're so excited. And I'm guilty because I am computer illiterate. I'm the most illiterate person I know. No. (laughs) I mean. Show me how to turn the computer on. I definitely have people like that in my life. Um, I have one friend in particular who calls me and is like, I don't know how to do this. Can you just tell me what to do? And I'm like, yep, I got you. Walking you through it. We're doing it. Um, But I'm glad that we got there today. Um, And I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, I mean, you've been working for so, so, so long and you have done so many incredible um, TV series and films throughout your career, but I want to go back first and talk to you a little bit about how you got your start and when you caught the acting bug. Mm. No, I, I, it's something, you know, you know, when you're a child, something that you want to do. And I know uh, first time my mom took me to a movie. Wow, this is something. Because, you know, I was mesmerized, she was mesmerized, and it caused emotion one way or another for everyone in the theater. And um, so, you know, I, I would say five, six, you know wow. how you can see in the future and you say, that's something I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you felt the same way about, about broadcasting, about journalism. If this is something that I'm going to do, you know. Uh, well, what, do you remember what that first film was that you saw that like made you say, wow. I need to do this? Wow. Now, now, now you're getting me now. Uh, hmm. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to dig way, way back. Oh, my God. Um, I was having this conversation recently. It was a Sidney Poitier movie with, oh. uh, with uh, Tony Curtis, The Defiant Ones. That's the first one I really remember, just vividly remember. And then... Oh. Uh, I saw a movie with uh, um, Sal Minio. Do you know who Sal Minio is? Yeah. A movie called Blackboard Jungle. I believe that's what it was. And wow. it was uh, it was just, you know, tough and, and cool. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I wanted to do that. You know, and it had a lot of lot of guys that, like Jim Backus, who plays uh, uh, Mr. Magoo. He was the voice of Mr. Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> but he was in this movie, you know, and, and, Seeing that movie, then seeing the Defiant Ones a few years later, I was like, this is, wow, you know, Mm. it it, it did that for me. And I saw what it did for those around me. That's really, um, that's inspiring. I love that that first moment that you had was watching Sidney Poitier, who's, I mean, just the the most incredible actor. I remember, I think the first thing I saw him in was, um, guess who's coming to dinner? Right. And I remember seeing that and just being completely blown away by his control. He had such yeah. control over his yeah. his craft and his talent. It was he's such an amazing person to watch. So I can get why you were memorized. A raisin got me too. A raisin and the sun. Mm. Uh, I had a chance to meet him a couple of times, and wow. I never 
I mean, there, there are a few people you meet in life that they have this aura. And this aura is almost, it's like you, you can't take your eyes off of them, but the aura is so bright. He's like that. Muhammad Ali was like that. Oh. And uh, uh, Sidney Poitier. And, and, and the times that I got a chance to be around him, he was just such a generous, generous gentleman. I so would have loved to have meet, meeted him. Yeah. Meeted. Wow, that was a word. <laughs> Met him. Meeted is cool. Listen, it's been a long day already. Um, so you got the you got the bug by watching um, films in the theater, but when did you um, actually start to make that move? Was it after college, before college? Did you say, I'm not doing college, I'm just going to this? What was that well, decision I went, like? I went to college and, uh, well, I was always in entertainment. Um, I started out in a band uh, in high school, but even before I was in the band, um, I was a DJ. I was a club DJ at 14. I mean, no you know, hip hop DJs and stuff. Uh, we were kind of the entree to hip hop, you know, and, and I was a club DJ. So I was always in some form of entertainment, but mm. up under all of that, I knew that I wanted to be an actor. Uh, when I got to college, <clears throat> even in high school, we had a, uh, stage crafters and 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 when i got to college they had another theater group and i was too can i cuss can i say a bad word yeah yeah <laughs> i was too chicken shit i was too chicken shit to join either one because they were all so good you know mm. even in high school i was like wow these guys are good you know and 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 in college definitely they uh, um they did a, a play called a hat full of rain mm. and um I was just blown away by all the actors and how great they were. And I really wanted to be a part of it, but I was just too, my confidence was like, no, you can't do that. You know? <clears throat> and so, uh, but something kept saying, you can, you really can, you know, don't, don't let this stop you, you know? Right. And, uh, I, uh, I came to California. I got here late. Uh, I got here in my early thirties actually, mm. but I, I, I ran into, it's like the universe, aims you in the right direction. I read, met the right people. Uh, someone introduced me to another person. I got an agent. I got into workshops. I just followed directions. And uh, sometimes they led down a dead end. Sometimes they led to a pot of gold. But, you mm. know, it was just all a part of the process. And I just got in classes and studied and studied and studied and studied and fell on my butt, got up, <laughs> on my butt again and got up. And then I booked that first job. Yeah. I think you know, I booked, I booked the documentary for America's Most Wanted. Uh, Heck yes. <laughs> That's got to be so fun. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, I got a, uh, a small part on um, one of the soaps. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. What is the soap? Ah. <laughs> it's been so long ago. There's and, and there's only funny. a couple still on now. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. General Hospital, uh, Days of Our Lives. Uh, the one on, on CBS. Bold and beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. you Thank got you. It. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just kind of, you know, one thing led to another. And you meet people, you know, uh, you get referrals, you work, you mm -hmm. network. And, and one thing just kind of, and, you know, when I started teaching, I, I told young actors, the only way that you don't make it is you quit. Yep. If this is something you really want to do, then you, you, you know, you're, you're one no away from a yes. Mm -hmm. You know, just hang in there. And, and, and then things just started happening. You know, uh, I get these calls, Hey, you booked, you booked, you know, and oh, I run around the house you know, <laughs> screaming, 
screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you remember what that, that first role for you was that you felt like, wow, this is, this is the moment where I know I'm, I'm on the right path. Cause obviously there's the roles that you book that you're like, oh great, I'm working and that's fantastic. And I, I love that I'm working, but there's those moments too, where you book something that you just know is, right. is that moment where you kind of switch from being the person who books things every once in a while to the person who is constantly working. That's, that's kind of funny because even when you book things once in a while, you like, you know, you know, I did the practice. I did a, a, a guest, uh, a guest lead on the practice and you know mm. how long ago that's been. Cause it's been off 30 years. <laughs> uh, and it just felt so natural. It felt so good, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it was a while before I booked something else, but I knew from that job that this you're on the right track. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, someone uh, referred me to the casting director because they thought that my work was was worthy. Wow. And then um, <clears throat> right after that, it was Allie McBeal and, mm-hmm. and a, a couple other things. And then um, I booked a, a recur on a, on a show called uh, uh, Lincoln Heights. Right. And I was on it every season of that. And that's when I knew, okay, okay, just calm down. <laughs> calm down. Out. You have this. <laughs> you're going to be all right. You know what you're doing. And the other thing that that <clears throat> that um that made me just feel like I was at home was doing theater. Mm. Doing theater. And I, I in between not doing uh 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 television or doing a uh a, a, a movie, I try to stay on stage. You know, I try to do a play. Yeah, work and, that muscle, stay stay up. active. Yeah. And it's on the job training and and and, and and I have the saying, film makes you famous, uh, TV makes you rich, and theater makes you good. Theater there you go. gives you a chance to come out and do it every night. And forget last night is history. Now you get a chance to do it all over again. Where in television and film, you don't have that luxury. Well, and, and I think theater is important too, especially in um, in the big cities when you're Mm-hmm. trying to keep your head on straight and you're looking for that community of fellow artists having that that home base that theater that you can go to where you know that you have your people it's really important for artists especially ones that are are you know new to the industry who didn't necessarily grow up in it who are here bring come here in their 20s or their 30s or you know their 40s and they are looking for that companionship I think theater yeah. really is the best way to do that. Especially if you're working with, uh, I hate to use the word better than you, but yeah, you want to work with actors who are stronger or better because that that makes you step up, step up to the plate, mm-hmm. step up to the game. And I was fortunate enough, most of the theater that I've done, I've always worked with actors that I admired. I, I, I wanted to do what they were doing. Mm. I wanted to uh, be that type of actor. Yeah. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. 
And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk to you a little bit about all these incredible shows that you've been a reoccurring character on because there's so many, (laughs) Um, but specifically like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, it may have been short lived, but like I loved it. I thought it was a great show. Um, Ray Donovan, Snowpiercer. I mean, you were able to go in there and create these, you know, nuanced layered characters and they're really, you know, it shows how much versatility you have i'd love to know a little bit about you know how you make those characters and make those decisions for each character well i think that we all have everything that a human being can be we have in us Mm. you know i think that we do we 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 love we hate we 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 mourn we you know we have joy and i try to find First of all, in, in each character, I f- try to find what is in this character that that I that I have in common with the character. Hmm. That's the first thing I look for, and then uh, um, then I, I try to find out my relationship with the other characters, and that's how I start to build a character. My relationship uh, uh, with the other characters, when it's taking place, why it's taking place, you know, all those things, you know, you know, the basic who, what, when, where, and why, but. <clears throat> I um I try to find out what it is that I have in common with the character first. Mm. And then we, we build from there. Uh uh Studio 60 reminded me of a job I, I once worked. I was a, I was a, I was a manager. Mm. <laughs> I was a, a telemarketing manager, a job I hated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I ran things. I, I you know, I reported to people. I made sure everything was in order. I made sure people were there on time where they were supposed to be. And that's basically this guy who was a floor manager for, for uh, Studio 60. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, Lincoln Heights, um, he reminded, this guy reminded me of so many of the, the guys that, that I saw in the neighborhood that I grew up in. You know, a uh, store owner, a guy named Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Raymond was just a really sturdy guy, trustworthy uh, would help you if you needed something. 
Yeah. Looked out. He was nosy. <laughs> he knew everything that was going on in the neighborhood. And hey, I am that person. I am 100% the person who's staring outside my window, making sure I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, so, you know, I, I, I took from that, took, took a little bit of that from my grandmother, mm. who was just like what you just said. <laughs> everything that went on in the neighborhood. Yeah. She looked out the blind. Child, you need to see what this guy has on right now. Look at, oh my God, his mama let him come out of the house. <laughs> oh her. my God, I love that. <laughs> you know, and that was her. That was just who she was. You know, so I, you know, you 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 take from your own life experiences, and you try to find what you have in common with the character, and you mm -hmm. try your best to to uh, loan that to the character. And then I'm always looking what the character can can loan me. You know. Yeah. You know, on the show in the past, I haven't really talked, you know, method with, with very many people purely because I don't know if the listeners will even care if I ask this, but I'm going to ask it because I'm very interested to know, is there a, you know, every actor has their own way of doing things. I personally right. like Meisner. There's people like Strasburg. There's people who don't do any of it um, or who mix it or who, you know, we all have our own style. And I just would love to know kind of what your personal um, thing is. Like, how did you find that for you? And how did you find what worked? I call it, like you said, mix. I call it a hodgepodge. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a member of the actor studio, but I studied with other teachers who were uh, students of Meisner or students of Stella Adler. Mm -hmm. And I took what they taught too, you know, uh, everything from the repeat exercise to to uh, the mirror exercise and things to help prepare for the work. The studio, though, <clears throat> challenged me uh, to, to use my five senses, that mm. everything that we experience in life is filtered through our five senses. We don't have an experience. And that nothing, that everything in life is specific. Yeah. And, and, and that... that uh, there's nothing uh, you'll hear. You'll hear casting people say, "Well, just throw that line away." That just means that's less important than than something. Nothing right. that we do is thrown away. And so, <clears throat> after going to, to all these other classes throughout my lifetime here in Los Angeles, and finally becoming a member of the actor studio, I brought all of that with me, and then I was finally at home. Mm. And through the the mentoring of uh, of Mark Rydell and and uh, the late Martin Landau, <clears throat> I learned so much. You know, I learned yeah. so much, and those are the things that when I do teach myself, I try to share. I don't even like to call it teaching. I try to share what's been shared with me. Oh, and, I love that. And and, and um, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not the method guy that if I'm playing a homeless person, I'm gonna go sit in, up under a bridge for two days. I'm not that <laughs> right. guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> but I have had my lights cut off. You know what I mean? I mean, right. I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's. I still think that we have everything in us that a human being can be. When I see a homeless person, which I see daily, yeah, my heart breaks, and I, I, I take in everything that I see. You know, I saw one guy; he had his shoes in a neat row, hmm. and and his clothes were folded. And I was like, oh my god! You know, you know. It just, and then you see someone else and it's just a pile of trap, you know, and, and so, uh, and I played a lot of homeless guys. Uh, uh, I borrow from that. I don't have to go and sit up under 
no. reach a lot forward, you know? Well, there's a balance. And I think yeah, I think there are definitely those actors who go a little too far. Yeah. Yeah, um, if I'm playing but, a drug addict, I'm not going to go out and shoot heroin. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no. <laughs> and I feel like there's definitely those people who probably would. Um, yeah. And that's just a little too much for me. I think we can figure it out on our own. Um, yes. Or just talk to people who have been there. I mean, that's that's my thing. It's like I've always felt that if you just are able to talk to someone, if you are if you don't know that situation or you haven't witnessed it up close, if you can just talk to somebody who has so that you get that personal experience a bit, it, it right. really helps. And you don't have to then go off and do something wild and crazy. You can just talk to somebody and figure it out and learn from their life lessons. Exactly. And one thing that, that like I said uh, – then Marty, he would he would uh, give you examples. Sometimes when you're playing a role, he would see things in the role that had nothing to do with the character itself. You know that 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 some you like. Oh my God, I never thought about that. He, and he give you something to try. Hmm. Uh, 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 try this. He give you an exercise. He said, "Now carry this uh, particular thing in there with you." You know, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you're trying to maybe you have a stammer and you're trying your best to not stammer, you know, not stammer, you know, and, and maybe that had nothing to do with the character, but you found that that helped you get to that place that you, that you really wanted to, and it, it fed you, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's all about playing and that's like a perfect example of being able to play yeah. around with something to then find it because that's usually the characters that we love the most is that they have those weird idiosyncrasies where you're just like, that's bizarre. I wouldn't have made that choice, but because you exactly. made that choice, it made the character come to life. It made them real. Yes. Yes. Um, before we get to the audition portion of this, I have to talk to you a little bit about Abbott Elementary because my God, what a funny show. Also, some of my favorite people are on it, Cheryl Lee Ralph mm -hmm. and Lisa Walter. Um, yeah. How is it filming that show? Because it has to be, like, to me, it looks like a complete blast, especially because you guys are just killing it and making everybody laugh every single week. It's just such a joy. The day we wrapped, uh, Cheryl Lee said, this is the most fun. And she said, I've worked on several shows. This is the most fun I've ever had on any show ever. And I've been on a lot of shows and I, I did all that. This is the most fun I've ever had. Mm. And to, to be a part of something so special, you know, I was watching, uh, Quinto on Good Morning America, and they went to a school in Philadelphia and surprised the teacher, and they gave the, the school a, a $50,000 in su supplies and things wow. like that. The show is doing those type of things, and it's affecting those, I think, that have been neglected, not only not only the, the students, but the mm -hmm. teachers. You know, I think teachers right. should be paid more than anyone else because they, they yeah. do a job no one else can do. And they so also the shouldn't have to pay for their own supplies or extra yeah, food for the children. They should be taken care of. Whatever. You know, my, my aunt and uncle teachers, and they bring kids home and give them clothes and, 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 and feed them, put money in their pockets, you know, mm. and, and things like that to make sure, you know, and they did that a lot. Uh, but back to your original question, this has been, I've never had this much fun. <laughs> the cast, the crew. Uh, uh, we'll dance. Uh, if something silly happens on the set, <laughs> we, we just like falling out laughing. They have to cut. <laughs> we have to start all over again. And and uh, 
it's it's just been, um, you know, I thank God every day. Mm. Whatever God looks like and whoever he is or she is, I am so thankful, you know, <laughs> every day. Because uh, the show uh, is, I really believe it's, it's, it's doing something special, you know, yeah. it's doing something, something different, you know. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. It's it's rare in itself to be a part of a, a comedy, a single camera comedy that isn't, you know, canceled yeah. after one season. Like, it's very rare to get on that show that yeah. makes it and is fantastic and people love it and the ratings are great. But then to yeah. actually be a part of one that is making a change within communities as well. I mean, yeah. that's like, I don't think that's happened. <laughs> this show This show is getting Quinta into heaven. <laughs> yes. Nothing, yes. Nothing else, you know. She she's a she's a a, a giant to she be is. such a little lady. She's a giant and she's so smart. She's a genius to have come up with this and mm. to make it so real. Yeah, it's so funny, you know. And and uh, she she they got a great group of writers and the crew. Oh my God! I've like I said, I've I've never had this much fun. In my, oh. in my entire acting career. And we're going to take a quick break to hear from our friends over at Nerds Talking. Hello, this is Lafayette. And I'm Carlos. From Nerds Talking, the podcast. That's right. Where we talk about everything from UFOs. Yep. Comic books. I like movies. Uh-huh. Streaming services. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Oh. Ghosts. Mm. Video games. Yeah. And more. Kick ass. All on Nerds Talking, the podcast. You can find us every Friday with new episodes on all digital platforms where you find your favorite podcast, Nerds Talking, the podcast. Now back to the show. So on this show, we like to share audition stories. Now, that can be something that's gone awry. It can be uh, something funny, something very depressing. It's really up to you. Uh, so <laughs> is there an audition right, story you'd like to share? Do you want to say the name of the show? Do you want me to say the name of the show? Or just um, you? you can if you want, but you don't have to. If, you, if you'd rather not say the name, you don't, you don't really need to. But the story is what we're after. <laughs> okay, I, I'm at this audition. Oh wow! I, in fact, I, I've written a short, <laughs> written a short film about it. It was so crazy. Oh my gosh! I, you know, you uh, um, you prep and prep and prep and prep, and this was back during the days of flip phones mm. and uh, and um, going for this audition. And um, I just gotten my I wear I don't anymore, but I had worn reading glass. Well, I still wore reading glasses, but I was wearing glasses and. Um, I go in the audition, I leave my glasses in the, uh, in my bag in the waiting room, but I have my flip phone in my pocket because, you know, you don't leave your phone. Right. <laughs> and I thought that I had turned my phone off mm. and, uh, I hit something else and didn't turn the phone off. And right in the middle of the audition, the phone starts ringing. Oh, so everybody, they, they look at one another, the producers, the cast director, and they, you know, give me the permission to start all over again. So I think I turned the phone off and I start the audition again and it starts buzzing. These <laughs> <laughs> old flip phones are like really, like you could almost see it buzzing out of my pocket, you know, and they're looking at each other like, okay. <clears throat> now this time, you know what flop sweat is? Flop sweat, when comics are on stage bombing, and they get yeah. flop sweat. I'm like yeah. flop sweat. And I'm talking about every, I'm like, oh my God. And uh, they, um, 
<laughs> they let me start again. Oh no! <laughs> and, and by this time, I'm so frustrated that um, I just uh, I just leave the room, you know. Yeah. And I leave the room and go straight to my car. I'm just so upset with myself. I'm trying to fight tears, you know. Uh, any actor that says they never fought tears is lying. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and trying to fight the tears and. Uh, I get in my car and I'm bamming on the steering wheel and I'm cussing myself out and you, and you this and you, you know, and um, get to my next destination and realize I left my bag (laughs) at the audition. And so I had to go all the way back to get my bag. By this time, I'll tell you the studio. I won't tell you the show though. But I get back to uh, Gower Studio and it's closed. Oh my God. The, the, the custodian is there, and I can see my bag. <laughs> and I just said, man, I want my bag. Can I get my bag? And he didn't know me. And I, I said, uh, can you please just find someone? And he went upstairs, and he got the executive producer. <laughs> and, oh, no. <laughs> and he came down, and he gave me my bag. He opened the door and gave me my bag, and he just looked me down, and I said, just not your day, is it? <laughs> you know, it just, <laughs> and I just like, oh, I had to start laughing, you know. But you know, it was just I could not let it go for, 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 uh, for a while, you know. And then there's one other quick, uh, 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 really uh, quick one. I went in for Grey's Anatomy. I'll tell you the story on this. Mm. And this guy is doing a uh, stress test on a treadmill, mm. and. Uh, and I start doing, I start jogging. Yeah. I got the, 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 the cast director says, what the hell are you doing? I said, well, the guy's on the treadmill. She said, don't do that. I said, okay. You know, and so now, and so, uh, uh, I pick up, I pick up the, uh, no, I, I, I got my lines down and I'm just ready to do it without the lines. And yeah. she said, we're starting on, on scene, I forget which scene number, but now, because I got it memorized in, in order. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's why I tell, tell actors also, I always take the sides in the room with you. But, mm-hmm. you know, needless to say, this thing went like a, like a fart in church, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, as I was on my way out the door, her sister says, we love you on Ray Donovan, you know. Oh. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, you know, you get those, you know. Yeah. The, you know, but those are the ones too that you you beat yourself up for months. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because you you it's just it's that human condition that we all have where it's like you can say something stupid twelve years ago and still remember that you said that thing, and then every once in a while it pops up, and you're like, "Oh God, why did I do that?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> And they, you know, in, in, in both cases, I never thought the cast directors would bring me back in. Mm. And they brought me in several times. You know? yeah. yeah. I, I'm i yeah. obsessed when with I the fact in, that that I executive can't... producer was just like, it's not your day. Yeah. <laughs> but now going in, I can't shake those old auditions, you know. Mm. I go in with those. And so I, I, I'm still in therapy about both of those. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um 
those were fantastic thank you for sharing those thank you so much um so what's next for you you have abbott and then do you have anything on the horizon that you're excited about well i'm i'm booked for an episode of uh call me cat oh nice and, uh that's supposed to be in a couple of weeks and um we don't know. I, I did a show called Swagger, which was mm. for Apple TV, and we're waiting to see if that's going to come back. And uh, I have a pilot uh, script that uh, my uh, writing partner and I, we, we've completed, and that's we're hoping great. to get it out and uh, hopefully yeah. get it, you know, get it in the right hands. But other than that, just, um, you know, looking forward to Abbott coming back mm-hmm. uh, and, um, you know, waiting on the next adventure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It has been such a pleasure talking to you. And um, I'm so excited for everything that happens and to see your wonderful face on more things. Thank you so much. I'm glad we finally got a chance. To <laughs> <Me talk>. too. <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Stan for coming on the show and spending a little time with me. It was such a pleasure to talk to him, and um, I'm so stoked for season two of Abbott and everything that comes his way. So thank you again, and if you're not watching Abbott Elementary, I don't know what the heck you're doing, but you need to start, like, now. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to it right now and leave us some love via those stars and the ratings and the reviews and tell your friends and family about the show, and I'll see you next week, friends. And as always, thanks for coming in. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I turn to the Given the circumstances of her disappearance. Someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. What else would it be? The Sheridan a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.